radioinfluence.com. What has happened to truth and what can we do to get it back is a pivotal topic for discussion with journalist, talk show host, and Vandersteel on this episode of United Patriots Uprising with Gary Benford. I'm your host, Gary Benford. Thanks for joining us. This podcast is available at RadioInfluence.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Hope you'll subscribe to it, leave a rating and a review, and be sure to tell your friends about the show. All you really need to know about this guest is she's honored to have the word truth in the same sentence with her name. And I most certainly don't mean as in, quote, your truth is your truth and my truth is my truth, end quote, or this one. He gave us his truth or she gave us her truth. Ah, someone please wake me up when this postmodernism donkey do is over. I can't take it anymore. Maybe Anne can get me off this ledge before I decide to jump. So let's get into it. She is known as a truth teller, thought leader, and new media trailblazer, a journalist with a reputation for delivering accurate news and analysis with consistency. Previously, the host of the conservative new media and analysis show, Steel Truth TM, and co-host of Your Voice America, she currently hosts the show right now with Ann Vandersteel. She co-chairs the Zelenko Freedom Foundation, a nonprofit organization dedicated to improving public health by supporting medical research, advocacy, and education. I welcome to the show, Ann Vandersteel. How are you, Ann? Gary, great to be here. Uh, you cannot have a bad day in South Florida, unless, of course, the wind is blowing over 50 miles an hour. But other than that, it's a great day down here, getting ready for an awesome event. I was getting Correct. ready to say, right, as long as those hurricanes leave you alone. Well, <laughs> Ann, you've manned a seat on both sides of the broadcast. Besides doing what you're doing now, you've interviewed many high-profile guests, including uh, President Trump advisor Peter Navarro, Fox News show host Janine Pirro, attorney Sidney Powell, Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, Dinesh D'Souza, Mike Lindell, the list goes on and on and on. So do you have a preference? Do you prefer asking questions or answering them? Oh, boy, that's a good one. You know, I, I love being in the chair asking the questions because I sort of have that reputation of someone who goes all the way there. And I will I, I will try and get out of the the subject, what I'm trying to get out, at least get to the bottom of it, get to the truth. I mean, my show, Steel Truth, that was you know part of the name, right? Steel mm -hmm. Truth, going after the truth. But I have to say it's fun to be on the other side and be able to um, express what I'm thinking and how I feel because it is difficult sometimes walking that fine line when I get so frustrated with a subject matter that I have to inter I want to interject myself and I have to remind myself, no, you are the host and you have a guest, you let them speak. So um, I think all of us that are sitting in the broadcast hosting chair um, sort of wrestle with that from time to time, depending on the, the genre of show. If you're a just a opinion talk show host, it's totally different. But if you're trying to actually be an interviewer, it's it's tough to hold the reins back sometimes and just ferme la bouche, as my mother used to say. Shut your mouth. Uh -huh, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Now, uh, I, I actually looked this up. And according to the uh, Merriam-Webster Dictionary, the definitions for the word truth include the body of real things, events and facts, the state of being the case, a transcendent, fundamental, or spiritual reality, a judgment, proposition, or idea that is true or accepted as true. Okay? Uh, my head explodes every time I hear someone say something like, well, that may be true for you, but it's not true for me. Or he gave or she gave his or her truth. Worse yet, you can't know what is true. No one really knows what is true, and neither can you. Now, neither you and I, you or I, we, neither one of us were brought up believing this garbage. So just how do we get here, and how do we get here so quickly? <laughs> well, we got here so quickly because our education system was hijacked. Uh, that's one that's one way to railroad an entire society is just brainwash children with garbage. You know, uh, frankly, the only thing that you can – uh, you know, truth is is a, is a very delicate word in the sense that so many people have bastardized it, just like you explained. You know, your truth, my truth, somewhere in the middle is the real truth. And while there is some 
Um, something to be said for that expression alone. At the end of the day, uh, computers are ones and zeros. And But again, they're also at the mercy of who programmed those ones and zeros, right? If you say that uh, white is, is white and it's not pink, but you tell the computer that it is, well, the computer now thinks white is pink. So it's, you know, it, it's truth is unfortunately at the mercy of the subjective person who is either interpreting it or spewing it, as they say. Now, facts don't lie. If, you know, the sun rises in the east every day, that's true. We know the sun rises in the east every day. Uh, the compass right now, while the magnetic north has shifted because we can see it shift, it's now starting to shift back, we do know there is a north pole. So we know these. there's facts out there to be true. And I always like to tell people right now, we've got to find our true north. We have to um, really be honest about what our compass is telling us. And a lot of times people have to start with truth in the gut check using discernment god gave you discernments you know to stop and think you know it gave you a brain a lot of people don't like to use it they want somebody else to figure it out and then they'll just regurgitate the answer because that's easy that's a path of least resistance but that's also the path into an eternal fire of hell because a lot of times people are going to lead you off that cliff so if you're not using your discernment you're not using your gut track um, and you're not actually looking for more than two sources to try and you know, ascertain what the actual real facts of the case are. How do you ever really know what the truth is if you don't invest a little time and a little elbow grease in it to yourself? Just because you said so, Gary, doesn't make it so. Just because I said so doesn't make it so. I might be re reporting on what I've seen around me, but until you actually want to go investigate it yourself, at that point, you have my word on it. And then my word is as good as it is until it's not. So, you know, truth is, a, is it's not a moving target. There is truth out there, but it takes some investment by people to actually do research and, and, and believe and, and see and get the facts in themselves. Now, how you interpret those facts may be different. You might say, oh, the sun isn't really rising in the east. It's more to the southeast from where I'm sitting. Okay. But, you know, according to how it works in, in mechanics and in, in astronomy, it comes up in the east every day. So... You know, unfortunately, truth has just been um, a casualty in this uh, information war, which is really a tactic that's being used to take over and create this one world government by some very evil people that are godless and don't believe in God. And, and you know, in, you know, where I stand from where I'm sitting, God is truth. So pick up. Go. They pick up your Bible. That's the foundation of everything. That's the foundation of the law of the land of this country. You know, God gave us dominion over the earth, the land, the air, the water. I'm simplifying here, but L-A-W. It doesn't get any more crystal clear than that. And when you start to deviate off of that, Gary, you find yourself in the mess that we're in now and where boys wake up and they think they're girls. Girls wake up, they think they're boys or because their teacher told them so. Or, you know, you now have crazy governors in like Washington State that are now going to hide the fact and help kids transgender. And uh, and uh, you'll also have the state take away your child if you just if you decide to prevent them from, you know, transitioning into a different sex. We have lost our way and we've lost our true north. And right now, if people don't bring it back to center, bring it back to God, which is really, really the true, true north of everything. I don't I don't know how you uh, ever start to begin to unpeel the onion to figure out where the truth is. It's just we, we've got to get back to that, Gary. Right now, you are absolutely right. And therein, to me, lies the problem. And I want to hit upon two. One thing you said and one thing I know, you know, but we didn't bring him up yet. The first thing is you're right. I me, as a follower of Jesus Christ, God is truth and all truth emanates from God because God created everything. The problem is once they took God out of the schools, the workplace and the government, once they took God out and have now shoved evolution down our throat, but not even using creation as a possible, you know, as a, they don't even want to debate over creation. Like now they tell you you're nuts if you don't believe. See, if it's evolution, then there is no truth because truth is relative to whatever somebody says. OK, that's the first part. And Antonio Gramsci, you know, the Italian communist who's the father of cultural Marxism. This was the gameplay. Change the language, change the culture. See, and what they've done by getting God out and now changing the culture from an evolution point of view People don't actually know. A lot of people have no idea there is only one source of absolute truth. And that seems to me why all of this garbage is going on. So how do we get it back? <laughs> 
Well, we certainly can't trust the science now, can we? We learned that the hard way over the past three years with the whole trust the science. So how do we get it back? I think we just have to be hardcore, Gary. We have to be hardcore talking about this subject matter a lot. We have to bring it back into the discussion at school board meetings. We have to bring it back. I mean, I remember standing and pledging allegiance to one nation under God. And, and that was emphasized when I was growing up. I, it was a, it was the first thing we did when we got into class every day at nine o'clock was we stopped and we did the pledge. You know, put your lunchbox away, get your cubbies organized, sit at your desk, stand, do the flat pledge. We have got to get that sense of uh, duty and honor back into ourselves. We don't even have self-respect in society anymore, Gary. I mean, look at how people dress today. Or look at how they comport themselves in public today. It's as if they don't care. Well, why should you care if there's no God particle or God courage within in, in you giving you some sort of self-respect? I mean, you're disrespecting the temple that he gave you by how you comport, how you act, and by what you spew when you're not even giving yourself a, a second to think about what you're even digesting and what you're reading, seeing around you, interpreting, and then spitting back out. There is, I mean, people have lost all sense of self-respect. And when I say that, to me, that's disrespecting God. So we've got to, I mean, one at a time, Gary, it's its literally, its you're not going to get some uh, federal government coming and saying, okay, we're bringing God back. That's not going to happen. Just like there's no white hats riding in to save us from this debacle in which we have now all arrived as humanity is concerned. It's not just America. It's all of humanity is on the line. So when you look at the country that God made as a second covenant nation and you put that as an example of now we're on our knees and frankly, we've lost the republic. We're into communism. I'm just going to go out and say Mm -hmm. it. There you go. We're in it. I mean, like it or not, we're in it. Um, you look at the last country that could have actually been that leading example for why you need God in your life, and now it's gone. Now look what's happening to the world. So it's going to be the yous and the me's and others like us that are going to be just talking about this stuff, and we have to be pervasive about it, and we have to stand up this parallel economy for social media and for communications and for media, because if we don't, we're never going to get a platform to get this out. We're going to have to do soapboxes and and pickup trucks in the back of Home Depot parking lots. It's like old style campaigning door to door, having these conversations, being brave, saying something and don't worry about if the dinner table conversation goes sideways and you lose somebody and they eject at Thanksgiving dinner because at the end of the day, God and having God at the center of everything is more important about than the person that's sitting next to you because if they choose not to listen or they don't want to be a part of that conversation, well, we know at the end of the Bible, not everybody gets to go. That has been made very clear. So they have self-selected. If you want to apply Darwin to the people who don't believe, they've Darwin themselves right out. And so we know at the end uh, what happens. And so now it's a time to identify those who want to be saved and who want to be part of where we're going next. So, I mean, I think it's just it's incumbent upon all of us to walk in our faith and show respect to our creator and have these conversations and be brave. Say something. He would expect that from you. And look at all he's given us and look at what we're saying. Yes, you're right. And as what you have to do to me is I just say, just get one. See, you don't need hundreds. If each person just convinced one family relative, one friend, one person you go to church with, one person you play ball with, one person you socialize, just get one and they'll get one and they'll get one. And then they can turn this around. I want to show you something about, because we were talking about facts and truth. I want to show you how I'll give you an interesting example that I like to use that shows you that facts and truth aren't necessarily the same. Now, let's say, so you live down in Florida. I said, Ann, I'm going fishing. You want me to catch you some fish? Oh, yeah, Gary, you bring me some fish. Okay. So I come and I'm, you know, I'm. let's just play. I was in Florida. So I bring you and your husband some fish. And, and you go, oh, Gary, you caught these fish. And there's a whole bunch of them. And you go, I say, yeah, I caught them. And she goes, well, where did you get these? Uh, uh, how did you get so many? And how, how did you, what, what bay or what lake were you at? Well, I really didn't get them from a bay or a lake. What I did, I bought them at a fish market and I told the, uh, I told the guy behind it, you know, throw me the fish. And he threw me each fish and I caught it. And then <laughs> I put it in. And, and so see, technically I'm not lying. My facts are, I did catch the fish, but the right. truth is not that I caught the fish. Now, speaking of truth, 
This scared me because uh, you, this podcast will air a little down the line. But what happened last night with uh, President Trump on CNN really scared me from a true scant standpoint in that he's standing up there and he's saying they keep telling him the election was not stolen. There's no proof of any fraud, this, that or the other thing. And he's saying, well, we have the cameras. We see the people. You have 24 people voting seven times. And this is going on and on and on. And the point that I'm trying to make is every one of the talking heads. No, there's no fraud. There's no this. There's no that. There's no this. In other words, there's so many people that won't even look at facts. Have we reached a point now where a big swath of this country isn't into or doesn't want truth if it's not the truth that they want it to be. Absolutely. And I believe that we've arrived at that point, Gary. What a great what a great uh, discussion we're having here. I believe they've arrived at that point in, in large part because of their disillusionment with what they see happening around them, their ability. They feel powerless to affect anything they've watched in our lifetime. We've now seen several banking crises, but for the people who are 30 years old, right? They've seen 2008 and now they're watching what's happening right now. And if they're smart and they're reading anything, they're seeing the parallels to 1929 and to the run up before 19, the 10 years before 1929. They're, they're seeing, if anybody's doing their research, I hope they are, they're seeing it. So they feel powerless. And I, I think a lot of times there's just willful cognitive dissonance. They can't cope with everything that's going on. In addition to the fact, Everything is coming at us literally at light speed on these on these cell phones. T- today's generation spends 11, 12, 14 hours a day on a screen looking at stuff. And you've got TikTok and, and, and Instagram and Facebook and, and this and that, all these social media, not to mention all the games they're playing and the emails and the text messages and all the apps out there for communications. I have information overload. I have an inbox that makes most people throw up when they see how many unread messages I have in there because I get inundated. Um, I can't keep up with all the DMs on Facebook and Twitter. I I don't have time for that. I need to hire somebody to read that stuff, and even they would need to hire an army to read it. So how do you – how do people – feel like they're ever in control of anything when they can't even control the communications that are coming to them, whether wanted or unwanted, and then all the information that's coming at them based on the fact they bought something yesterday. So an algorithm says, well, if they bought that lampshade, then let's send them all this other information and news articles that have somehow a construct around that subject matter, and we'll just inundate them. They'll be flying at them everywhere. We're just fried. We're just fried with information. You have to be an information warrior, Gary, or to block out the noise and go, I'm going to do surgical strikes from the from the uh, information providers and publications I trust so far on the Internet, not because I want to have my own narrative that I want it to be, but because I'm trying to be devil's advocate and look at these. You know, so I do read a lot of, op- you know, what I call controlled opposition information stuff that I know they're lying because wherever they're lying, I just go, well, 180 is going to be the truth. And then I go read my platforms. and go, yep, I was right They're, You know, so this is. But people don't know how to deal with that because they also have life. They have kids. They have jobs. You know, maybe they're in financial struggle. They have bad health. They have ailing parents. Life is hard sometimes. And I think this information overload, frankly, is by design to make us feel stupid, ignorant, and unable to process it all. So you're like, you know what? I'm going to tune it out because I can't take it all. I can't possibly process all this stuff. So I'm just going to shut it down. And that's exactly what they want. Now we're a compliant citizenry and we'll just go oh thank you sir may i have another give me my cbdc so i can go and buy my groceries and just feed my family and i'm gonna live in my little box and i'll forego the freedom and yep i'll sign the patriot act again listen to my phone calls it doesn't matter um but that's unfortunately they've just beat us down with so much fifth dimension fifth generational warfare coming at us everywhere it's just coming at us everywhere and make sure you only watch TikTok so we can keep an eye on you. That's right. <laughs> so, That's right. And one of your many strengths is focusing on topics that mostly are ignored or mischaracterized by the mainstream media. You expose and share complex stories while offering opinions and solutions. So uh, on your show uh, right now with Ann Vandersteel, what's going on and what are the type of stories that are being ignored or mischaracterized that you want us to know about? Well, you know, for me, the, the, the big subject for me is the fact our country has been hijacked. This corporate in this corporatocracy that we're living under the public private partnership, it is pure 
fascism and it is purely evil in my in my humble opinion and i think we've seen what let's just talk about big pharma we've watched what big pharma and the cdc and the fda the agencies that were never chartered by our founding fathers that don't have anything no there's no no direction for something like this in our constitution these agencies have now been basically captured by the big pharmaceutical and medical industrial complex and they are putting the peop, the profits over people in other words they're beholden to their shareholders and their investors and not the constitution which is to protect we the people so we've now witnessed a genocide globally five and a half billion shots have been put in the arms of people globally and we're seeing the deleterious effects particularly when you consider Pfizer worked very hard with the FDA to make sure that the studies and the data never got to see the light of day for 75 years, covering up 55,000 pages of documents. Well, that came out. And brilliant people like Naomi Wolf and others spent the time to dissect this Mm -hmm. and go through it and bring all that information to the forefront. Because people like you and I, covering wide sections of of subject matter, don't have time to go down rabbit holes into 55,000 pages of documents. So we're really dependent on these people. But not only do they give you the highlights, they give you exactly where to go and look and read it for yourself. So now I know I have the truth about what they're trying to cover up. I've seen it with my own eyes. Um, When you consider that, when you consider the military industrial complex, the endless wars, the facts that we know about Ukraine, the facts that we know the Biden crime family has been intricate in in building and funding these bioweapon labs, in addition to taking money out of the CCP, the very same entity that wants to destroy this country that has tens of thousands of military-aged men from China at our border coming into this country as we speak, ready probably for a signal. You know, this is the kind of stuff that is, it keeps me up at night as a, as a mom, as a, soon, as a grandma, going to be soon to be grandma. Oh, congratulations again. So, you know, we have six children and uh, I'm excited about their future. But at this point, I'm very, very worried and alarmed about their future because of these public private partnerships, because our government's been captured. The agencies that were insta- you know, built to protect us have done exactly the opposite. They have raped and pillaged us to no end and sold us out to the highest bidder. So, again, it comes back to education. We don't understand that if you just read the ten, the first, um, you know, 10 um, Bill of Rights, that the, the 10 amendment if you read the 10th amendment you know that we actually have the ability to have states having you know run themselves we don't have to pay attention Mm -hmm. to the 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 government we don't have to look texas is the perfect example they never ceded their sovereignty to the united states they said no thank you the 14th amendment Newsflash, after Reconstruction in 1868, after the Civil War, that was the biggest fraud on this country. They made us U.S. citizens. We were Americans before then. We were a union of states. We were New Jerseyans. We were Ohioans. We were Virginians. Now we're United States citizens. And that title itself has become a privilege. It's not a right. It was a privilege that was bestowed upon us when they gave us the 14th Amendment unconstitutionally ratifying it because two states said, no, thank you. And they were forced into it. They were, uh, you know, basically they signed under duress, New Jersey and Ohio. So when you look at it through that lens of that and you start to see that they coerced us to that and then they, of course, incorporated in 1871 the 10 square miles calling it the United States, they made us all U.S. citizens. Zip codes are about putting you into U.S. citizen territory. So just like Puerto Rico and Guam, if you have a zip code, you're considered a U.S. citizen if you claim that as your domicile. So we have been hijacked at every level and we have been corporatized at every level and we're part of this whole corporatocracy and we don't know that we're contributing and building our own gallows by paying taxes into this whole corporatocracy because our taxes are not going into the U.S. Treasury. They're going into the World Bank. We're a part, the, the IRS is chartered by the United Nations. These are all things people don't know, Gary. So we're working for the one world government and nobody told us. It's all in writing, but you gotta go digging through thousands and thousands of pages to find this stuff. It's not like it's out in the open. It's not like you walk up into DC, welcome to the DC. The United Nations is where your taxes are going. Nobody's telling you that. So, you know, people have got to start to be educated. And that's what my job has been, is to really educate people on the fraud that's being perpetrated. And this is an education so that you don't take action and run into the street with guns. No, we have a Second Amendment for self-defense. It's not an offensive position. It's a defensive amendment to protect us, right? But now we're going to have to start to protect ourselves from these people with the creep that they're putting into our country and through all of the 
uh, political, uh, identity political wars, the color wars that they perfected thanks to the CIA OCONUS. Outside our country, they perfected the color revolutions. They're now doing it inside our country. And I got to tell you, our government, along with all the other world governments, are working together like a RICO criminal syndicate. And they're using their enforcement brute arm of terror, whether it's Antifa, Black Lives Matter, uh, the, the, the whole transgender movement is being weaponized, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you've got uh, ISIS, ISIL, Al-Qaeda, the Mexican drug cartels. Those are all the bully pulpit arms for the world governments to terrorize people around the world to get them to submit and accept Patriot Act, accept central bank digital currency, accept the jab. They've weaponized everything and they've got their bully, their, their enforcement arm, if you will, the terror arm. And the people need to understand just what this picture looks like and they go, wait a minute. That's not what I signed up for, and that's not what my great great grandfather, who was uh, who fought in the Revolutionary War, signed up for either. He didn't do this and die and come over here to have it stolen and put us back into feudalism, where we're you know pay off your mortgage, but the property taxes don't get paid and they steal your property. That's what was going on in England. That's not what was happening when we first started this country. People got land grants and land patents, and you didn't pay taxes to some state for your for your land and property. That's that that all got layered on later because again, that's that whole public-private corporate partnership and giving you the privilege of being a U.S. citizen. This is um, this is a big conversation, and I'm very passionate about it. And I'm frankly disgusted at what our United States government has become. Now I know not everybody in the in the government's bad, but at some point. I'm sacrificing. I've spent a lot of time and money of my own, you know, you know, well-being to go out here and do this with very little financial remuneration in return to even sustain what I'm doing. But at some point we've got to make sacrifices because this is whether you want to live free or do you want to die a slave? That's how I see it. And you have laid that out from A to Z and people, as you heard, and several times mentioned the one world government. If you go in the Bible, the one world order, it's there. And, you know, what she said and what's so important here that I hope people are catching on to. For many years, we thought the fight was Republican against Democrat. No, it's globalist versus America first versus our constitution which guarantees that we are our own sovereign nation. We cannot become part of a one world global order. President Trump tried to put the kibosh to that, and that's their problem with him. Their problem with him was the America first and that the globalists. And as you know, if it's global people, who's going to run it? The United Nations. What are they about? You can't you can't you, you can't make this stuff up. Now, part of this, which you said is a very passionate part on your front burner now is about invoking the 10th Amendment. Please, please tell people why you think this is very important at this point in time. Well, uh, look, it's to me, it's extremely it's it's very basic. If I'm going to read to you the 10th Amendment, it's it's not a long amendment here. The powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution nor prohibited by it to the states are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. So basically what it says is um, the 10th Amendment says that the federal government only has the powers delegated in the Constitution. If it isn't listed, it belongs to the states or the people. And it explicitly states that the federal government's powers are limited strictly to what's stated in the Constitution. So if we don't want to deal with what Washington, D.C. has become, we don't have to. I mean, you look at states like Texas, for instance, they have energy, they have food, they have cattle, they have crops, um, they've got transportation, they're refining oil. They don't need the rest of the country. They're the nine, ninth largest GDP in the world is the state of Texas. So if Texas said, you know what, we're, we're checking out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Got, we've got people here. We got a lot of guns in Texas. We can defend our own borders. We've been waiting for Abbott, our governor. We've been waiting for you know the federal government to do something. They haven't done anything. In fact, the border patrol and the national guard are basically just welcoming people and dr- giving them a towel when they come out of the Rio Grande, drying them off, putting them on a bus, giving them money, giving them food, and sending them all over the country. It's not working for us anymore. 
So again, the 10th Amendment is really about the state saying, we're going to go back to the union of states that we were before we became 14th Amendment U.S. citizens. And we're going to go back and we're going to govern ourselves. We can we know how to trade. We can decide if we want to trade uh, with tariffs or not between other states. And I think there's even an opportunity. I talk about this with General Valley all the time. I think there's an opportunity for the Red State Alliance, for those states that want to be industrious and, you know, create jobs, food, wealth, whatever, and they want to trade with each other, they can. Why not trade tax-free? There's no need to have taxes trading amongst our friends. But if you are going to be an enemy, well, we're going to tax you. This is the same exact strategy President Trump used that brought world peace for the first time in a, in a, in a presidential cycle. We had little Kim Jong-un, the dim, the dim sung, he stopped launching his missile. Mm-hmm. Because what? Because why? Same thing with, with Mexico. We got Mexico to start helping us and defending the wall and the border because Trump said, I'm going to tax the heck out of you. This is how you have to negotiate. You go right through the wallet. And the next I say, try the stomach, because, of course, when people start to starve, you know, mm-hmm. people do crazy things to feed its people. So <clears throat> to that point, I think it's very basic. This isn't a complex strategy, Gary. It's simply shore up your own house. General Flynn says local action has a national impact. You go local get hyper local start with your home is your home clean and your kids good is your 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 marriage good is everything solid in your home go to your community go to your your county your state and just keep it real local and if you're managing all your stuff really well and you got a good governor that knows how to balance a, a, a PL sheet then by golly that governor will be able to trade with other governors and you'll be able to negotiate great deals i'm making ford cars here you're making teslas there let's you know let's sell our cars to each other tax-free tariff-free and blah 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 this is not complicated, but the government is all about complexity and making it so ridiculous with all their codes and statutes and ordinances. You can't remember numbers and points and decimals and this and that. So you just say, tune it out. Too complicated. We got to uncomplicate it. We got to cut all that red tape. Trump was on the was on the was really on to something with how many regulations he was cutting. But now it's time to get hyper local. And that's why the tenth I think is going to be critical as we go forward because the federal government has failed the country. Failed with a capital F. Okay, how do you go about invoking it? (laughs) Well, it's going to take some strong governors, Gary. It's going to take some strong governors to stand up and actually say, you know what? We are now going to stop paying attention. We're not, first of all, you, Mr. FBI, don't have a charter with our Constitution, so you're um, you're um, illegitimate. We don't allow you in our in our state. For God's sakes, why isn't DeSantis? Why did he even allow the Capitol Police to build an office in Tampa is beyond me. That's like, what? Um, but you know, he went ahead and did it. So, you know, check yourself on that one. But I think the governors are going to have to try, you know, tighten up the reins here and they're going to have to find some stones. Literally, if they can't find five smooth stones or five small stones, they're going to have to find stones somewhere else and and buttress themselves and say, we're just not going to take the money from the federal government anymore. And to be honest, every time you take money from the federal government, what are you losing? You're losing your sovereignty. So if we start to invest in our people, invest in manufacturing in our states and start to build back the jobs that way and say, we're going to take care of ourselves and focus in on how people can support other people. Think about how much money you can give to charity if you weren't being taxed into an oblivion. Look at that. Look at look at the I mean, Americans, are the most charitable country in the world. And yet I, I believe our ability to be as charitable as we used to be 50 years ago, relatively speaking, has been cut in half just because of taxes. So I hear you. And uh, you brought up a very interesting thing. You mentioned the word stones twice. Yeah. And I uh, had the pleasure down at Rock the Red a few years ago of uh, listening to General Flynn, meeting General Flynn. And General Flynn has graciously been a guest on my show twice. And one of the things he said was when America finds out who the traitors are, when they find out who have been traitors to the Constitution, to the country, to we the people, whoever they may be in entertainment, politics, in sports, whoever they may be. It could be your favorite pastor, your favorite teacher. He said, and this was two years ago, I don't know if we have the stones to take out the trash. And do you think things have changed that we've had our nose drug in communism and Marxism enough that when people find out traitors to we the people to the united states whether they're at the top of the mountain or at the bottom do we have the stones now to take out the trash i think we're getting very close i know the mama bears are are, are over it 
Uh, we've seen them. We've witnessed what they can do with the mask mandates and the CRT. Right. We've witnessed that. And we're starting to see the shift. People are moving like, look how the exodus that of New York to Florida. Uh, you've seen a, a massive shift. Uh, there's been a big shift of people migrating because of covid and the policies, the draconian policies of covid. People are like, I'm not living under this. This is a tyr- This is tyranny. Um, so they moved to places like Texas and Florida had big influx for that. Um, I think we're getting close. The problem again goes back to they stopped the you know national pandemic, um, you know the the emergency I should say. People got kind of comfortable, but the problem is to everything on their end, the globalist end is they've got to make a big shift. So you're seeing the big nationalization of the banks until people start to lose their shirts in, in, the, in the economy, uh, because apparently children being put under pressure wasn't enough. So now I think we have to go for the wallet. So until we see a full economic collapse, I don't think we're gonna see enough momentum. I think it's gonna take a full economic collapse, which is imminent. It just is, it is, we all know it is. So I think that's what's gonna be the catalyst. It finally gets people to go wait a cotton pick in a minute. Um, but it's going to also, they're gonna, what the problem we're facing there, Gary, is they're gonna time this economic collapse of the banks are truly insolvent everywhere, which we already know they are, but when they really roll everything up with the next pandemic. And it's probably gonna be Marburg. They're, they're getting ready to launch that. The CDs, excuse me, the WHO has already partnered and given a blessing to, I forget the company name, I think it's Virix or something, to go ahead and be the pan, the uh, uh, PCR testing company for Marburg virus, which is a hemorrhagic fever like Ebola. So they're going to use that in addition to the migration that's coming in from the southern border. Then they're bringing a lot of disease with them. We have got great reporting going on down there. We lots of different diseases coming in. I think they're going to use the pandemic thing, and of course, at the end of May, the whole uh, they've you know done this what they what they're doing with the WHO and signing treaties for public health emergencies. They're going to use all of that as their levers so that when the economic collapse happens and we could freak out and uprise, they're going to squash us with a with a public health emergency. They have to time all this very carefully and very awfully. So I think it's going to be a very hot summer. Uh, we're going to see uprisings of terror like, you know, BLM and Antifa riding in the streets again. We'll see some cities burning. It'll be, you know, Ferguson on steroids in a lot, in a lot of the country. And of course, the mass shootings will continue on. They need constant panic and pandemonium. I just hope that the Americans finally just decide to stand up and defend what's rightfully theirs because i haven't seen it enough yet and i think it's worse i I think the wallet is going to be the impetus i know what you mean because when you look at uh when you look at seattle what happened in seattle and portland and what goes on on a weekly and daily basis in chicago and other urban cities and they 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 blame republicans for all these problems when there are no republicans in charge of any of these cities or any of these police forces and yet they still vote in the same people so it is a scary thing now when i asked you about things that are being mischaracterized but are not being covered by the media the first thing you started with was big pharma and then you know we've covered a couple topics but you just brought it right back around to where it needs to go uh dr vladimir zelenko was made famous for his zelenko protocol that saved millions of lives during the uh, COVID pandemic the zelenko foundation which you co-chair is committed to ensuring that patients' voices are heard and justice is served. You help merge defenders of the patriot and medical freedom movements to results in in restoring America's republic while protecting the sovereignty of we the people. Why did you get involved with the Zelenko Foundation? And please tell people why it is so important. Because as you just said, there's always something lurking around the corner. You're right. There's always something lurking around the corner. And Dr. Zelenko, God bless him and God rest his soul. Um, you know, he was the the first person to stand in the breach for all of humanity and identify hydroxychloroquine, azithromycin, as zinc as being the gun and the bullet that would take care of, of the coronaviruses. And uh, fortunately, he got through to President Trump through um, his chief of staff, Mark Meadows, and Trump brought it to the attention of the world. Um, I got involved when I met Dr. Zelenko in uh, early on in April of 2020, did his first interview ever in, in new media, and we became great friends. Um, so much so that we talked on the regular, and as he you know, battled on with his illness, cancer, and battled on on behalf of the world for, uh, for COVID, uh, 
I guess he just felt comfortable to ask me to co-chair his foundation. I'm now singularly the chair at the moment. Ah. Yeah. But um, so I, I think it was just a matter of trust. And he knew that I was very convicted in how I saw things. And he and I were ideologically very aligned. And so I think that's really what he wanted to do. Um, I would love to see, you know, um, family members of the Zelenko family involved in the foundation. Um, I, I think that would be an added bonus, but I have to respect they're going through the process of mourning the loss of uh, the one of the, I think one of the greatest people to ever walk the planet. Dr. Zelenko was loved by millions of people around the world and he saved millions of lives with his protocol. So the foundation itself is an extension of his legacy of not only saving lives, but really uh, calling out the truth and spreading it out there like a mantra. That's something Dr. Zelenko really believed in. He loved media. He did hundreds and hundreds of different new media podcasts, including mainstream journalism, although towards the end they didn't want anything to do with him because, of course, he wasn't saying anything was brought to you by Pfizer. So that was not working for the agenda of the warlords over there, or the overlords, I should say. Um, but I do... Uh, I, I look forward to seeing the, the progression of the Zelenko Foundation into more into media, more into um, standing with our, our nation's youth and helping educate these kids, giving them the opportunity to have conversations. One of the programs the Lingo Freedom Foundation has got behind and sponsored is called Common Ground Campus. Gary, this program is amazing. It is a program put together by Felissa Blazek, um, and sh this program goes into universities. It has been widely uh, popular, by the way. It goes into universities around the country, brings children from the right and the left, and puts a topic on the table and says, okay, in front of a live audience, and we're going to videotape this, we're going to have the two of you on opposing sides talk about this topic and come to some conclusions, to some common ground. And so uh, these kids do it, and they come up with solutions to major problems. And it's absolutely beautiful to watch it happen. And these kids are so grateful and the universities are so grateful after it's done. We've actually gotten some, you know, the Leadership Institute's now involved. Turning Point USA wants to be involved. Or they're involved now. So other organizations are coming in because they see the benefit of this. And I, I'm glad to say the Zelenko Freedom Foundation saw it first and got behind it first to help bring this to reality. And I, I'm just thrilled that that's the kind of stuff we're doing to foster free thinking, collaboration, and cut the crap with the identity politics. Stop pointing the finger and saying you're wrong. Listen to somebody else and let them listen to you and find a solution. It's, it's again, pretty simple, but they've made it very complicated in today's disinformation warfare, where if you're on the left, we can't possibly ever come to some sort of detente or agreement. It's just, we've got to get past that. And that's what they're doing. Like if people come and check out, and I'm going to ask you how they can, uh, find out about the Zelenko Foundation. If people come, will they f see definitive thoughts on the vaccine and the virus? Will they see definitive thoughts on the vaccine and the virus? Right. As far as as far as this whole pandemic and everything, how it started, is it real? Was it real? We're hearing this. We're seeing the vaccine safe. It's not safe. Is there, are these the type of things that are covered? We have that. We've covered a lot of that through our show, The Zelenko Report. Uh, a lot of the information we've gotten from some of the, the leading thought, you know, the thought leaders, I should say, on all this type of information has all been done through our Zelenko report, which is, again, what Zev really wanted. He wanted a big footprint in media. He wanted his information being, you know, it's told to the world because, again, people weren't giving you any information in the early days of COVID. And I think he set the bar high. And today, thank God, we're seeing so many more people come into the uh, space now to bring this information and aggregate it. I, t I like to we work with a lot of other foundations like Truth for Health. They are absolutely brilliant. You've got real doctors over there. See, I'm not a doctor, but you've got doctors over there that we partner with that say, I, I recommend going here because here they will give you a list of supplemental of supplements that one can take that have a lot of great benefits to counteracting the vaccine if you've been vaccine injured or to treat COVID if you've actually got a cold or flu or COVID or some other RSV virus. We're already talking with them about how to treat the uh, incoming hemorrhagic fevers that are being already uh, weaponized and pushed through and of course will be the next latest greatest pandemic thanks to the who so we collaborate a lot we don't try to innovate everything because why when you have organizations that actually have bona fide doctors engaged doing this sort of research um then we're going to go and lean on them this is how you should be it shouldn't be a one-size-fits-all stop shop let's all work together that's the whole point of all of this is to um not be an information what is it um 
uh, when you are when you're hoarding a hoarder, a hoarder, but work together collaborative and everybody lean on what the strengths are. So I'm I'm actually very pleased with the progress of the foundation. We're young. We're not even a year old, Gary. We actually didn't even get uh, formed technically till July. We didn't really get our wings going until more like August, September. So we're still in that infancy state of standing everything up and putting together the pieces of the puzzle and the programs and finding the people that we really want to work with. Um, and for us right now, it's more important about building that solid foundation, knowing that we have collaborators out there that have great pieces of the puzzle to answer questions when, when people have them. And we direct. And until we build that infrastructure where we think it needs to be, we're going to continue to lean on the partners that we know and we can trust. I hear you. And my final question, and then please tell people how to reach you and anything you'd like to promote is give the people some hope. I mean, you know, people are saying, well, yeah, you have a show. She has a show. There are people with a microphone and a pen. But what can I do? What can I do to get involved to help turn the tide in this country and keep us from going completely communist? Just reverse this script. What can a, 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 a just an average everyday person do to get involved? To get involved, it's very simple. Um, I, I see, I, but I don't, I don't like to say anybody's average. I think everybody's extraordinary. Everybody is in, everybody's incredible. Mm-hmm. God made us all to be extraordinary. We are all in his image. So we're all extraordinary. It's just whether or not we want to tap into the gifts that he gave us. Um, if you are interested in learning more about how to stand up a parallel economy, economy, but maybe you're not a doctor, but you want to support, there are people out there right now that are standing up uh, you know, uh, walk-in clinics, telehealth uh, companies. You can support them. Maybe you just want to support people by sharing this information out that they heard here today. Uh, perhaps maybe you just want to support a candidate in your local school board that's going to make a difference about the curriculum that the, to the students of today who are going to be your future leaders of tomorrow setting policies and agendas no matter where they go. Maybe you want to engage at that level. Sit in the back of a school board meeting. Show up, listen to what's being presented, ask them about the curriculum for the second through eighth graders. Get them to show you the textbook when they talk about uh, the health or sexual health. Ask the questions. But if you sit back and wait for somebody else to do it, you're not, you might not like the outcome. So it's, I think for me, it's, it's, again, that local action. I've always told people, go to that school board meeting. And if you know your school board is pushing an agenda that di- you disagree with, that's when you need to show up and bring a friend. And the next time, bring another friend and another. Until there's more of you in that meeting asking the tough questions and holding them accountable, then there are of just them against you. And I, we've seen this manifest itself over and over again, Gary. And we flipped school boards. Heck, we even did it in blue Sarasota County. We flipped the school board in blue Sarasota County because a group of moms from America got together and said enough and they got a new slate elected and uh, they now outweigh the conservatives actually outweigh the liberals and so they're pulling this this garbage out of the out of the kids classrooms which had no business being in there in the first place so it it's, doesn't have to be something magnanimous you don't have to run for congress in fact I wouldn't even recommend it I'd say <laughs> state rep run for city council run for county commissioner run for dog catcher but going to DC I've seen that trap and some of the best people are still stuck in it, Gary. You know who I'm talking about. Yep, yep. We we know the whole idea. The Beltway, you know, that that's that's a swamp. Got to get cleaned out. And thanks for coming on. Please tell people how to reach you, how to see your show, and how to get anything that you have that uh, you want them to know about. Great. Well, thank you so much for the opportunity. Um, our show right now is at rightnow.news. You can find us uh, broadcasting there. We're live 8 o'clock on weeknights, 8 o'clock Eastern on weeknights, rightnow.news. Um, I have I give my email out. It's rightnowann, A-N-N, at p-m, as in paulmary.me.me, which is Proton Mail, rightnowann at p-m.me, if people want to reach me. Um, and again, I am... I'm so grateful for the opportunity to join you. I'm grateful for the work you do. Um, Thank you. You put it out there. You you hold nothing back. You ask the great questions. You engage people to you know pull out of them what they're thinking, which is sometimes hard to do, and uh, depending on the subject. But most importantly, I think uh, people really need to just ask themselves, what do they want to leave for the future? What would God look at them and expect them to do? I mean, just be honest with yourself. It doesn't mean you have to be upset with yourself. Say, you know what? I can always do more. And I do believe that the future of our country can and will be bright. 
but I'm going to be very honest and say it's going to get pretty dark. It's going to get dark before the dawn, and it's going to get pretty ugly, I think, this summer, Gary. But I think, unfortunately, like an alcoholic, this nation has, an, has sort of an addiction to apathy, and we have become very apathetic until, of course, they strike, the, they hit the wrong nerve. And I think the wrong nerve is going to be, unfortunately, in the wallet. Um, and, of course, that's going to be coupled with all this other stuff that's going to happen um, around the country. And I think that's when people are going to say, I can't do this anymore. And they're going to stand up and, and demand something to change. And we'll see what that change looks like. This country has been the greatest country ever. I, I think our best days are ahead of us. But we are going to have to fight for them because freedom is not free. It is taken. And we're going to have to take our freedom back. Yeah, we got to take it back. And I'm hoping we don't have to go too far down that rabbit hole. But, um, you know, it's we're, we're living in dire straits right now. And we've got to we've got to turn. We've got to stop this while we still have time to do so. And thank you for coming on. Always welcome to come back. There you have it, everybody. And Vandersteel telling truth as it truly is. I want to thank Ann Vandersteel for setting straight the truth compass that shockingly and increasingly is vanishing from so many walks of life. We won't be able to expose the lie if we don't know what is true. This particularly is playing out in the breaking down of our Constitution. Far too many people are turning away from the very tenets that provide us freedom and liberty, not realizing we're being taken down a Marxist rabbit hole. I also want to thank Anne for having me as a guest recently on her podcast, Right Now with Ann Vandersteel. I had a blast. This podcast is available for download at RadioInfluence.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Hope you'll subscribe to it, leave a rating and a review, and be sure to tell your friends about the show. If you're a first-time listener, hope you'll check out the podcast archive located on the page. There you can hear previous guests, including Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, Mike Lindell, Judge Janine Pirro, Diamond and Silk, Dr. Ben Carson, Tracy Beans, Monica Crowley, Jesse Lee Peterson, Tom Holman, Naomi Wolf, Pastor Jack Hibbs, Dr. Candace Taylor, Kevin Sorbo. That's it for now, friends. Thanks for joining us. So until the next time, this is your host, Gary Benford, saying, God bless you, God bless your families, and God bless America. <laughs>